Hello Screamer and welcome back to another edition of Scream Stream where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming online horror in 20 minutes or less so you can spend less time looking for movies and more time watching them. I'm your host James Gass and I know I missed last week. It was Friday the 13th and everything that could go wrong did go wrong and that's never happened to me before until last Friday. Uh, so, and then it's just been a crazy week all around last night. Uh, my cat attacked me and, uh, dug her claws into my wrist and bit my wrist and just drew blood everywhere. Uh, if you're a patron of the show, I'll post a picture of it. It's kind of gruesome, <laughs> but this is a horror podcast. And so maybe you'll get some entertainment out of that. I don't know. But since I did miss last week's uh, episode, I am going to review two films today. The first of which is Tenebra- Tenebrae. I keep wanting to say Tenebrae. I do apologize about that. Sorry. It is uh, Tenebrae. It's a 1982 film from Dario Argento. Now, he is sort of hit and miss for me, as I've mentioned before on this show. Uh, but this film got a 7.2 on IMDb. And it had actually a pretty decent cast. Anthony Franciosa. Franciosa, maybe. Played uh, writer Peter Neal, Morella D'Angelo, and John Saxon, who was also in A Nightmare on Elm Street and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Uh, he was uh, the main character's uh, father and uh, police chief person. Uh, but that's where I recognized him from. At first, I thought it was Michael Ironsides. And I'm like, is that is that Michael? No. And then I looked it up. It was John Saxon. Uh, and he has been in quite a few films. So they had a pretty good cast. Now, I do want to say that, yes, the film is old. And, yes, it looks very old and very dated. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. It is from 1982. But it is a good film. It is well shot. It's got, you know, it's a, it's a classic filmmaking style of shooting uh, in cinematography. But here's the one thing that really annoys me about these Italian horror films. For some reason, uh, they all seem to overdub everything, even though it's in English. Like if the actor is English and, or they're American, they'll still overdub it. And it looks like it's overdubbed. I, I haven't quite figured that out or figured out why they do that. I don't, I don't know. It's just really weird. And it's always bothered me about uh, some of these Italian giallo films. Uh, but the film itself is pretty good. The acting is great. Uh, the story is actually pretty interesting. It's kind of a slasher flick. And for a brief plot synopsis, an American writer in Rome is stalked by a serial killer bent on harassing him while killing all people associated with his work on his latest book. Uh, so the, hmm, how do I describe this out without giving too much away? Uh, you kind of find out in the middle of the film or almost to the earth, to the third act, who the actual killer is, but then, uh, you're kind of thrown off by some other things that happened. And the whole, there's a couple different twists in there. Some pretty good twists. Uh, and it was, it was a pretty good story. I was very intrigued. It's probably one of the better Argento films I've have ever seen. Uh, the only thing that really bothered me 
is the razor blade at the end of the film. How did he know he was going to need it? Now, that's not too much of a spoiler. Uh, actually, that's not really giving a whole lot away. But if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. How did he really know he was going to need it? So it's kind of a loophole for me. And just one of the small things that kind of bothered me about the film. But, it is, I mean, it was pretty good. I, I did like it. And uh, that's all I really have to say about that film. I did like it. Uh, I guess the 7.2 is fair on IMDb. Um, as for my rating, I think I'll give it a B. Uh, I don't think it was perfect. It was far from perfect. The dubbing just really bugged me, and a couple of things at the end of the film kind of bothered me. So, yeah, I will give the film a B. It is worth watching, and it's available on Netflix Instant Streaming. Now, the next film I want to talk about is one that I have seen a lot uh, or I've seen it in the store a few times. I've seen it online, but I never got around to watching it. Uh, when I worked at uh, at the video store, it came out, and I looked at it, and the cover looked pretty cool. Uh, and the premise, the premise, <laughs> the premise was, uh, or seemed kind of interesting, and I thought it's something I might enjoy. And that is Mulberry Street, and Mulberry Street came out in two thousand six. And it's got a 5.7 on IMDb, and for a brief plot synopsis, a deadly infection breaks out in Manhattan, causing humans to devolve into bloodthirsty rat creatures. Six recently evicted tenants must survive the night and protect their downtown apartment building as the city quickly spirals out of control. Uh, so yeah, it is... You know, to me, it seemed kind of like a mix between... Mutants and zombies, uh, because in order to get this or change into like this giant creature, rat creature thing, you had to get bitten and almost die, essentially die. And then you turn into one of these rat creature things from, you know, from the description, it, it seems like really cheesy and probably something you're not going to enjoy. But here's what really, like, did it for me. The style of filmmaking is a classic style. It looks great. The cinematography is sort of like that classic style to it. I really love the look of this film. And all of the actors, while I have never really heard of any of these people, they all did a great job. Uh, especially the uh, main character, uh, Clutch, who was played by uh, Nick Dimitri, was just awesome. Uh, the entire cast did a great job. The story was pretty cool. I mean, if, if you're into zombie movies, you're basically going to like this one. It's just with rat people. And what I liked about it was that it wasn't, uh, the rat people weren't goofy looking, like they weren't like giant rats, more of their features sort of took on a rat-like appearance, like their their ears got bigger, their their noses sort of grew out, and they had like these nasty-looking teeth. It was pretty cool. The, the visual effects were awesome. Uh, the special effect makeup work was great. The gore was awesome. The story was pretty cool. I mean, it's about this girl who goes home to see her dad at the moment 
these infected rats started biting people and changing them into rat people. So it was a pretty good story and I did enjoy it. I, I thought it was great. Um, what, yeah, I guess what really took me over the top was the look of this film. It just looked freaking amazing. It was just a well shot film and it is back on Netflix. It's a, uh, recently added back to Netflix. So it is there. If you want to go and check that out, uh, as for a list of new films on Netflix, there's not a whole lot there. Well, there's, there's not a whole lot of new releases. There are a few um, notable ones. Uh, let's see, RoboCop, which isn't really horror, but it's one of those you kind of you kind of have to watch it. Uh, House Blood or Housebound uh, just hit. As a matter of fact, I think that hit uh, two days ago. Uh, Housebound is there. Dead Snow Two, Red versus Dead, uh, which I. Or Dead versus Red. I do want to see that. That's going to be awesome. The Last House on Cemetery Lane. I put that in my queue. I haven't heard anything about it or, or hadn't even bothered to look at anything. I just put it in there uh, just because. And, and I'll probably review it on the show. Honeymoon was just added, which I did review on this show. The House at the End of Time, which looked kind of interesting. Scary Movie 5, which isn't really horror. But, I mean, I don't plan on watching that shit. But if you want to watch it, it's there. Crazy Eights, which I believe was one of the uh, eight films to die for series, Bates Motel Season 2, and An American Haunting, and uh, that was an okay film. It wasn't really all that great. It's about the Bell Witch legend, which, um, I don't know, I guess the film sort of kind of got a lot of that wrong, but I mean, it's a movie. What, what, what do you expect? Uh, and then that was also just added to Netflix Instant. So there's a list of uh, films for you to go check out. Uh, I do recommend you go and check those out and uh, let me know what you think. And you can send us some feedback over at our website. It's screenpod.weebly.com. And uh, if you just click on the, on the link that says uh, contact, you can send me some feedback. Let me know what you think about the show. Uh, so that's it for uh, the two official review, <laughs> reviews uh, for this episode, but I do want to mention a couple of films that I'd have watched recently. Uh, last night I did finally get around to watching I Frankenstein, uh, which also I would not really consider a horror film. It was more of like a horror action or action film with a horror rapper, kind of like, um, what was the, the movies about the werewolves? Oh, Underworld. Kind of like it was kind of like that. It wasn't a great film, but it was a fun film to watch. It wasn't too serious. Uh, it was pretty good. The, the visuals were pretty good. Uh, nothing looked like overly fake. The gargoyles were kind of cool. Uh, so I did watch that. I also watched um, Insidious 1 and 2 yesterday because uh, I saw the trailer for Insidious 3. Uh, the other night when I saw, when I went to actually go watch the seventh son, uh, with, um, Jeff Bridges, which that movie actually was really good. I did. I liked that movie a lot. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I saw the, the trailer for insidious chapter three that looked really good. So I want to go ahead and catch up or just like rewatch the first two. Uh, and then I also watched, um, uh, Dracula untold, which was pretty good. I liked that a lot. Uh, it had uh, one of the guys from The Hobbit in there, um, or The Hobbit 3, 
Yeah, I think he was in the Hobbit three or the Hobbit two. Hobbit two and three. Uh, saw the uh, saw that one. That was pretty darn cool. I love that movie. And then I also saw As Above, So Below. Now I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on that film. I actually kind of liked it. It was pretty cool. It did start off as a little slow, uh, but the acting was good. Camera work, it's a found footage film, so you can't really judge too much on the camera work. But the acting was really good, and it had kind of a cool story. I I actually liked the way it wrapped up at the end. A little cheesy in a couple parts just because of some philosopher's stone, which that's that's not going to ruin anything for you. But there's a couple of cheesy things involving that. Uh, overall, it was a good film, though. And that's what I've been watching. Uh, if you've been watching some really cool stuff and want to recommend something to me, uh, let me know. And uh, I'll review it on the show and give you a shout out. All right. So I think that is actually going to wrap up this episode of Scream Stream. I do want to remind you that it is listener supported. So if you want to go and help me out with the cost of the show, hosting costs and stuff like that, and just help me improve upon it, uh, you can do that by becoming a patron and you can go to patreon.com slash ScreamStream and support the show with a monthly donation. Uh, you can give as much or as little as you want. Uh, and if you give at least two bucks a month, you'll get access to our patron only feed. As a matter of fact, I'm going to change that to like a dollar a month. Uh, so if you want to give a buck a month, uh, you'll get access to the patron pa- patron only feed there and you'll get some extra stuff. And I'm, I'm working on extra content to go there. Uh, like I said, it's been a little crazy. And my arm is really hurting from where my cat scratched me. I might have cat scratch fever. No, that's a joke. Uh, So if you want to support the show, please go check that out. Also, if you want to listen to some of the past episodes of Scream Streaming, go to screampod.weebly.com. Yes, it's an odd URL. And uh, (laughs) if we get enough support on Patreon, I'll get an actual like real website with a real URL and stuff. So uh, if you want to check that, check that out, it's uh, screenpod.weebly.com. You'll find all my show notes there. You can find the contact form if you want to send me some feedback. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at James Gass, G-A-S-S on Twitter. And uh, go hit me up there. Uh, let me know what you think about the show. So next week on the show, I think I'm going to review a classic film and do War of the Worlds from uh, 1953. And this is also on Netflix, too, so if you want to go watch that uh, before the show next week, that's what I'm going to be reviewing. And until that time, remember, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead, too. Good night. Good night.